No, don't overwrite the track. Just play it. Sorry. Difficulties. It's 5.30 in the freaking morning. Welcome to uh, episode 182 of Drillsbury Cousins. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering, hey, didn't you just record a few days ago? Yes, mofo, we did. But... Here in JBC, we don't um, hold plan, a schedule. Plan things very well, including intros or hold a schedule. That might be the least talked through intro ever. I'm working with white space, Joe. I'm working with, you know, formless forms. I'm working with, like, when it, it's not what I say, it's what I don't say. Which isn't very much. I don't say very much. I mean, I, I don't don't say very much. When I don't talk, it's not for very long. That's what I'm saying. I'm also not saying it. Oh, God, it's early. I, uh, I find myself compelled to speak a lot. Yeah. I, I, I don't find myself. I look for myself, but I keep hiding from me. And, uh, yeah. So what do you want to talk about today? I have something to talk about if you do, if you don't. I mean, I don't if you do. I was just going to uh, wing it and play it from the seat of my pants. And my yeah. pants are dirty. And my my showering is infrequent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let, let me tell you. Yeah. I work remotely from Taco Bell the last well, I work for Taco Bell remotely from home mm -hmm. the last half of the week. The first half of the week, I go into the Taco Bell. I'm on the front lines. Yeah. You're there. You know. Slinging hash. Yep. And uh, we got rid, about, rid of about a half of our menu just for efficiency, you know, COVID-19 in response mm -hmm. to COVID-19. And... uh because like you don't uh, here's want people. The thing. I want to I want to get it back to my hygiene though. Uh, we okay. can talk about Taco Bell later, but okay. the, the fact is, I'll take a shower when I the days that I go in to Taco Bell. The days that I don't, and I'm just doing like WebEx meetings and mm -hmm. Zoom meetings and doing emails and stuff like that about chalupas and falupas and uh, quadruple loopas, triple loopas, uh, many other oompa loompas. Mm -hmm. I will do no showering sometimes. Because yeah. I realized that I don't really have to. And then no. I'm getting a little bit older, and I realize that if I don't shower for a couple of days, it's not just that I'm a stinky fuck. It's that I begin to develop skin conditions. Yep. You live in a very moist environment. I do. Yeah. And so does my taint. You're bound to get um, some form of <laughs> fungi down there. It's inevitable. Yeah, fungi. Yeah, yeah fungi. That fungi smells fungi. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry that that happens to you. I can only suggest creams and salves, salves, salve, lotions, and powders. Have you ever done the powder? Well, my thing? wife can only recommend stop scratching your balls. Yeah, is that a recommendation? Like when you when you say <laughs> to, when you say to somebody, um, "Fuck you." Is what I suggest. I mean, is that really <laughs> good point? 
I think my my wife is is making a demand because it's very rude for me to as I get filthy to mm-hmm. actually just scratch my balls because they're itchy and I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I'm not at Taco Bell. It's not like I'm scratching my balls and then like putting a taco into a wrapper and then handing it to you. Right. So you have to smell my balls on on your taco. That's very rude. But the, my wife's point is, it's rude for me to scratch my balls right in front of her too, even though I'm at home. You know, yeah, it's a comfort zone, but I need to have respect for my wife. She's demanding it, right? And I think so. I like to think of it as as a suggestion because I I want to feel that I have complete uh, agency and freedom at my home. But the fact is, I'm in a relationship. I need to be yeah. respectful of my wife. You have to. I mean, mm-hmm. the the turnabout isn't really all that fair. I mean. I don't mean it's not fair to you. Well, it is. It's not fair to you that if she scratched your balls, you wouldn't complain. You wouldn't say, "Hey, stop scratching my balls." She wouldn't. You wouldn't, and that's not. It's not even. She, you do it, and she says, "Don't." But if she did it, you wouldn't say, "Don't," right? And that's that's true. That's uneven, right? That's not. Yeah. Uh, it's inconsistent. Sort of, sort of like what I was going to bring up today. I'm on, sure. I'm on the internet waiting to get this show on the road today, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm clicking around, and uh, there's a, a video of a of a person dancing to that new wet ass pussy song. Now, have we talked about wet ass pussy on this podcast yet? A little bit, yes. Okay. Wet at wet ass pussy. You and I are totally on board with this. Some people got angry yeah, for some right. reason. Okay. Um, yeah, it's so, actually, I think my my wife. <laughs> I don't know. At some point, we'll talk to my wife about that song. But okay. uh, and then uh, you had brought up. I thought very appropriately and respectfully, you brought up uh, Ben Shapiro's right. wife's dry vagina. Right. Right. Okay. So on our in that show. Context, <laughs> So moving away from that guy, um, sure. the video had a, a person dancing to that song. And so the song was playing, okay? And they had censored the wet-ass pussy part. So like whenever I got the wet-ass pussy, it was like, something, 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 something. And you couldn't, you couldn't hear it. Now, if you know the song, you know what they were saying. But if you didn't, they did It wasn't one of those shitty bleep jobs where it's like they go, fa, bleep, k-, right? That's... You know what they're yeah. saying. This was, if you didn't hear the song, you wouldn't know. But the thing is, is mm. that they didn't bleep out when they said any other word. Like the word fucking, for example. This is my fucking, and it's like, wait a minute. Why are you censoring the good part and you're not censoring <laughs> the other part? What's the, I mean. The only reason I could think of to do that is to be intentionally funny. I always thought it was funny, the, the idea of, of being of of bleeping the words all around the cuss words instead, sure, and, and kind of making it seem like it's on like it was sloppily done and and oops we fucked up and mm-hmm. so it's just like beep fucking beep suck my fuck beep you know yeah yeah <laughs> so were they trying to be funny no or was no it just I think I think this dumb. is a person and I I shouldn't. I don't. I shouldn't judge or cast dispersions. I don't know this person, but the person who was doing what they were doing did not seem to be the sort of person who would go through the trouble of engineering uh, sound for the background in order to make something funny. This person was more interested in dancing and showing off um, the uh, posterior region of their body and how it shaketh when they yes. try to not breaketh it. Uh, so, what was the reasoning behind the bleepage? I, I I don't know. I can only assume that 
somebody somewhere was like, well, we can't be, we can't be talking about women's genitals in a positive way because what if they start mm. to like themselves? And so we'll bleep that out, but we'll leave in all the cross words so they still feel demeaned and diminished. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't you know. You think was... people's problem with that song is that they want to demean women? I think the problem with that song is it celebrates women and they want to remove the celebratory parts um, in, oh, in such okay. a way as to, you know. Is, rend- is that the argument? I wasn't aware of that. No, that's just now my today argument. I, I have heard the song before, and when I heard, everything was beeped. And then I heard a version where um, nothing was beat, but they changed it from uh, wet ass pussy to wet and gushy, which I didn't much care for. Um mm. So, 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 but in this particular instance, it, it seemed like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and furthermore, the person who was doing this dance was doing it in such a way as to suggest, um, the availability and profundity of genitalia. So it wasn't as if, you know, this whole experience was completely devoid of the various pieces, parts that maketh me smile. It was just that mm. I, my, te- my attention was distracted by what the fuck did you bleep the, that part, but not the other fucking parts. And and your idea is that this person who was wagging their butt around they they censored it in order to <laughs> no 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 I don't think this person did it I think they just went and got a hold of a track somewhere there's like okay I'm gonna dance oh, I, I'm gonna I shove see, my butt yeah. I'm gonna grab up a copy of this oh here's one right, let's go right. of course yeah they didn't record that version of the song it just right, so that's... happens to be there and and the person who bleeped that particular version of the song is the one that you think has nefarious intentions either they do they have nefarious intentions or uh they're product of a society that is nefarious and i don't want to go too deeply into this because it's 5 45 in the goddamn morning but um but i mean just in summary maybe for the listener and i'm sure the listener has heard of this it's 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 going around it's a pretty it's a pretty popular concept is that all of us all the time are constantly subverting other people with our implicit um, bias, be it racist or misogynist. And, and that's a constant thing that is at work, just uh, infecting society and, and brain, just loading people down with oppression. But if all that's, the time. wait a minute now. Did, okay. So, but is that just a artifact of, human existence i'm not suggesting that that's an excuse but i mean is that going to be tr- is that true just because we have people or is that true because of our our um particular how we're socialized as i understand it, it it's not, how society I'm tra- has become. i'm trying to summarize a, a a point of view here yeah yeah do you sublimate? That's how we're socialized am, am i wrong you might be more familiar with this concept than no, i am no no I, I i think you're right i'm just wondering if it's mm-hmm. something that naturally happens as people uh, are together around each other, implicit biases start to come in, and then and then folks start to use them. Or is it a matter of we live in a you know male white uh, run society, which is not good, and one of the ways it's not good is we are socialized to be assholes. That that's the idea, okay, as yeah. I understand All it. Right. Yes. So there, it is possible a, for us to There's a patriarchy. Attain. Yeah. And there's a white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And that. That is the system that has socialized us. Therefore, most of what we do mm-hmm. is unintentionally, but very corrosively and powerfully oppressive. Right. That is, yeah, 
to the extent that we are working on the oppressive side of things as opposed to the liberating side of things, right, right. which would be to deconstruct that socialization and and, and um, try to break that system up. I think a person can make a very... Am I, am I, am I getting this right? Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think a person can okay. make a very reasonable claim that this show, in its ham-handed, stupid... Um, accidental way does exactly that we deconstruct and we discover the fart and everything everything has a fart in it and we celebrate that fart we're like fart champions we're the question is not is is there a fart in every interaction the question is to what extent does the fart exist yeah. to what extent does the fart is the fart coming to surface? Right. And when we talk Be about... Be intentional or not, most of the time it's unintentional. The right. fart, I say. Right. And, and, and um, every time we talk about actual farts, what we're really doing is reminding folks about the uh, fart essential essence of allness. Uh, it's, not, it's not like we just say it for laughs. I mean, it is we just say it for laughs, but existence is just for laughs and so existence is a fart i mean essentially the big bang they might as well have called it the big fart right i mean all things considered the beginning of the universe you could you could make the cakes like if it were if we weren't socialized to hold farts up at the same level hold farts down if we didn't oppress farting the same way we oppress scratching of the balls and farting were celebrated as a beautiful thing i think they might have said yeah a couple hundred five thousand ten billion years ago Wait, 15 billion, 20 billion years ago, there wasn't anything, and then it farted, and now I got everything. And people go, that's that's sweet. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you would so definitely I, have scientists who specialize in, well, was it a squeaker? Was it moist? Was it, you know, was it a, a dry kind of, <laughs> right? And and then I think the consensus would be SBD. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I want to say, yes, m most of this show is about farting. Mm -hmm. Well, Sometimes depends on the show. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. There's shows that are, are almost completely about farting intentionally. Right. Yep. Then some shows where we're in, unintentionally, it just kind of keeps coming back to it. Yeah. We, you know, we didn't choose it as a theme. It just no. keeps happening. Because, right. Again, it's mostly how we're socialized. But I, I want to say, in terms of misogyny and and racism, mm -hmm. um, our our show is is oppressive. We're, we're we're not doing anything to help. We're part of the problem for sure. Yeah, I mean, in as much as we're, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in, in as much as we are uh, people in society, but I don't know that we necessarily sit down. I think if we're guilty of anything, and we're definitely guilty, is that we don't put any effort into not being assholes. We we, we might That's say we, we don't want to be. Like if I woke up this morning and someone said to me. Um, Here's a pill. Take this pill, and you will want to go. Uh, oops, I don't know. You will want to go work for Elizabeth Warren's uh, campaign. If I don't know, she, she's not campaigning. Is she campaigning? She's a senator or a representative. I'm stupid. I, she's one of my favorite politicians. I don't even know. She's a senator, right? She's. A senator. I think she's either an ombudsman or an archduchess, but I'm not sure. Pretty sure she's a senator. See, and here, here's we're doing it. You're right. Uh, this is a person I yeah, claim yeah. to have See, respect for, and I don't even know what she does. Now, look, I don't want to hurt anybody, but I'm pretty sure that I am all the time. Now, yeah. if I switched my perception into constant introspection to try and figure out how 
how I could possibly be misogynist or racist or or thinking about farts. Mm-hmm. If I if I just switched my perception internally and just constantly scrutinized myself twenty four hours a day, I I'm I might get somewhere. I think. I don't think so. I wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. No. I, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Anyway, I, so what else should we talk about? Well, about uh, farts and racism. I mean, by the way, we're never going to get away from racism. It's everywhere. It's it's within us now. Right. And uh, and we, but just for this show, maybe we can just pretend that we're not operating from racism all but the time. We'll just pretend it'll be that won't be true. Um, but but we can just but maybe ability, try and take a break Joe, because it's exhausting. Joe, the ability to pretend like that is asshole privilege. I'm not joking. Yes, yes, I know, I know that. Let's let's lean into it. Let's not make let's not make it out that we're victims somehow. It's like oh, uh, no, everybody's I'm, racist I'm not, and I'm so are a, we. I'm not a victim. I'm I am. Just I am. That we I am. lean into it. I am a victim. We we are victims. Here's what I'm saying. We should do. This is what okay. I'm thinking. We should do. We should. Just I don't be... feel victimized. I just, no, I, no. Would, I would rather the racism be uh, something that we're not that we're not aware of a hundred percent of the time. For the rest of the show, we could pretend that we're not operating from that. But I'm, I'm not speaking to victimhood of myself right now. I just want to, but I just want to pretend. Okay, that's all. Okay, but the act of pretending is an act of racism. Right. Yes. Yeah. I know. So, so, so you can't really, in good faith, pretend to do a thing that you know you're not doing in the pretending of it. You know what I'm saying? That's true. But in my in my consciousness, right at the forefront of my consciousness, Mm -hmm. I can I can I can kind of forget. I'll I'll be I'll just be doing it unintentionally. Okay. Right. I know that it's going to be happening the whole time, but I might forget. I might get distracted and forget that it's operating. Like, to, but to what current. degree are you suggesting that that you will somehow do something? And I'm sorry, this isn't. I don't mean you when I say this, but do you think that you're going to actually do something of value in the no. absence of your knowledge of no, 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 no. I'm not going to do anything of value, and that's not what I'm suggesting. Okay, good, because because we got. <laughs> We got forty-two minutes left of, of we of move air, forward so. and and change the subject, which I've, I seem to be having a hard time. Yeah, doing. but no, there's no way. Look, my approach. You're okay, fighting approach. me on it really hard. Yeah, no. See, here's the thing. My approach to anything is you either um, do something completely random that has nothing to do with anything, or you stick to the thing you're doing with such dedication and fervor that you kill it utterly, right? So there's mm. either it's either random okay, or not. Okay, then let's go random because I'm bored. You're bored? You're bored with this talk? Uh, look, okay. I didn't want this to be a fight episode. Actually, no, I'm but... not bored. It's just not what I'm here for. Oh. So I was trying to escape it, and it's hard to escape that subject. Right, right. Well, let's... So, okay. can we or not? No, no. I mean, it, it only because you want to, right? And that's why... <laughs> yes, okay. and that's indicative okay. of something terrible within me or something i don't right. care again right. i'd like to pretend that we can change the subject so you want to invoke maybe we can privilege you want to invoke maybe it's our privilege. impossible to change the subject it is no it's not did you know okay brian leeds who's a uh a chuckle Thank not you, third Jason. class what no Wait, no is this is still real. about d- yes. racism yes uh, brian leeds is a chuckle not a chuckle not 
third class in Madagascar, Wisconsin, right? Now, when he was, uh, uh, at least according to him, when he was seven, he had a fish. The fish's name was like Bob or Rob or Job. Maybe it was Job. He had a fish named Job. Now, Brian was God to that fish, right? And let's ignore the fact that Brian was... Um, was white, and let's ignore the fact that Brian was a guy, okay? And let's ignore the fact that his fish swam in water, okay? And let's let's, let's ignore the fact that um, Madagascar, Wisconsin, was founded like literally thirty-five minutes ago when I thought it up, okay? Let's let's ignore all of that, okay? Let's let's ignore the fact that I'm even telling this story. Let's ignore this podcast, okay? Just okay for a second. Can you do that, Jason, Joe? What I know, I I I know what you're doing. No, you don't. Because I don't know. Okay, you maybe you do know. Tell me what I'm doing, because I don't know. Resisting talking about anything but race. I'm not am resisting. I, I'm, I'm not resisting. Wrong. You know what? I am peacefully protesting. I'm not responsible for the destruction that I'm actually doing. Wait a minute. That sounds like I'm taking a hard right turn politically. I'm not. Whoa. Okay. Satire over. You're right. I think that's the problem. Here's why you're right. We should change the I just the wanted to have fun. The fuck and fun. Listen, this is why you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We should change the subject because by not changing the subject, admitting to our implicit bias makes our bias implicit. And uh, at the very Jason, least, you're the right. best we can I'm do. Wrong. The, no, I'm no, racist. no. You're not listening. You're listen, racist. Listen. Hey, hey. Quit scratching your balls. No, no. no, no. Start, like, start I, scratching I, your balls. I know. I, I know. Nothing. Like I, I don't know why we need to keep doing this. Okay. Why, why do we keep doing this? I was just about to give you reason why we shouldn't, but now okay. you're telling me that we shouldn't is actually shooting us. Okay, you are solving the problem of murder by killing everybody in the world so that there's no one left to commit murders, and that's a that is a solution, but it's not. Um, look, when so how are you doing? No, see. Mm. Actually, let, let's go. Let's let's do it. Explain to me. No, you explain the... to me. Okay. <laughs> uh. <You're... laughs> we've we've devolved to, to just juvenile bullshit. Except that. Now. Okay, I'm just being resistant to be a, a dick. Uh, that's dick privilege, but um. You know, I don't know that what we're not, doing is I'm necessarily sure juvenile. What you're trying to do. I, don't I don't know, know if what we're doing do. is juvenile. Is it juvenile? Like, if I was this obstinate when I was a juve, how? When does juve no, stop? No, me obstinate. What's juvenile? When does juvenile, juvenile stop? What do you mean by juvenile? Juvenile. Does juvenile stop when you're like uh, nineteen? You juvenile. Eighteen. Is it stop when you're? Uh, sorry about the noise back there. Uh, apparently, I'm getting fidgety because I'm peeling. What do you call these things? Tabs off of soda cans. We can, we, I th I think we should just go back to it. Fuck it. Fuck what? Explain to me the ways in which your racism operates from no, day to day. No, that's not what we were talking about, dude. The hell? I no, I've, saying, I decided I want to go back to racism. I was saying I, that, I was resisting it in myself. Look, and that was evidence. That was evidence of not only of my racism but of my white fragility. In fact, what that's that's what I was sort of saying, but yeah. What yeah. I was doing was nothing more than the, the Derridian uh, point of view of deconstruction, right? Because Derrida, or however you say his name, he invented de deconstruction, right? Yes. Right? So every time a person who isn't a thing attempts to not be 
what they are, they end up being what they are. Okay, so yeah, let's not use racism. Super confusing, but let's I'm, not I'm let's not you. use racism. Let's move on. We'll talk about like uh, something. What's something else that you are? Right, uh, something that you are that's part of Besides. your identity. No, no, no. Come on, something else that's like what you are, like musician. All right, the same. You're a musician. Would you say you're still a musician? Hmm. Not, no, not so much. Okay, I think so that, I have a set of musical skills that are kind of waning, mm-hmm. slowly degrading. Okay. Uh, and every once in a while I pick up a, 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 an instrument. I think that you are a musician. Every time you don't do something musicianly, musicianalistic, musicianical, every time you behave non-musicianically, you... Mm-hmm are evoking the void of your musicianship and that void is defined by having been a musician so in fact you are uh musicalacticniciously being right so so it doesn't matter what you are it, you were it even if you aren't being it because by not being it you're just contrasting to your being of it so like uh joe you're also um a dad right your dad mm-hmm. so what's something that you could attempt to do that's very not dad, like purposely not dad, like this is not a dad thing to do. That's something. This right now, I had to, this right now doing the show Mm -hmm. is is a very non-dad thing to do. Right. Basically. I have to, I have to avoid fatherhood completely in order to pull this off. Right. And so, Um, and so mm -hmm. the effort of doing this, requires you to avoid a thing now if that thing didn't exist you wouldn't have to avoid it so therefore the avoidance of it evokes it you see what i'm saying yep yep right. i do so mm-hmm. that's true for everything that we are and do that is the only pseudo philosophical excuse anybody could ever use to invoke the privilege um of the thing that they're trying to avoid being that's the only that's the only way that makes sense because it doesn't to me Anyway, um, mm. have you uh, watched Westworld? I'm only about halfway through the second season, so that show is confusing, man. It's confusing, but I do like the philosophy of you know free will and autonomy and um, destiny and I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah, I, I I do. I I rather enjoy the themes of that yeah. show. I I I want to keep watching season three with mm-hmm. Aaron Paul. And I made it yeah. a few episodes in, and it's really interesting, but I haven't returned to it. I do like the themes, though. It's got some good themes. And, and I, I think I think about agency. You've lot. watched you've watched the second season, then, right? I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in in the second season, and spoilers for those of you who haven't watched it, but also, you know, um, I'm gonna right here kind of invoke uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's it when you don't care about stuff? What's that called? Um, apathy. I'm going to evoke apathetic privilege here. I don't care if I spoil it for you. Do you remember there's a scene where um, in the second season where she decides she needs to like fry Teddy's brain? Dolores is she. When I say she in that show, I'm probably meaning Dolores. Yeah, it's been a while, but I do remember her frying Freddy's brain. Yeah, she fries Teddy, right? She fries Teddy's brain, right? She, um, they, they go over and they look at this dead cow that's covered with flies and and Teddy's like, "What the fuck, Dolores?" And she's like, "Yes, I, I, you're not gonna make it. So I need to, I need to fry your brain." And some dudes come in and hold him down, and they fry his brain. And the look on her face, um, was like, that was acting. The, 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 the person who plays that role, Dolores, what's her name? She's famous. 
Um, Evan uh, Rachel Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Her. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's her. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. So good, and that's what I think is great about really good writing is like you can get so immersed in it that you can see things. Maybe you wouldn't like. I don't know. When she's just walking around saying, oh, that didn't look like anything to me. I'm like, yeah, anybody could do that. But when she was about to fry taste brain, the look on her face, she was so sad, you know, but she also was dedicated to what she was doing. And I was like, that's such real moment right there. And it's funny to me, that for me was when Dolores finally became her own entity. Like she already had killed a dude with the gun and she's walking around shooting stuff up and she's just like mad and she wants to find her dad and all that stuff. But when she was just so torn up about having to fry Teddy's brain, I was like, that is uh, only Evan Rachel Wood. Do you put any, like Jack Nicholson couldn't have done that because one, he's not young. Two, he's not a woman. Three, he's um, Jack Nicholson, right? Or uh, who's that one guy that we always make fun of? Um, You know what I mean? He couldn't have done it either. Now, anybody could have played Teddy. Anybody. I could have played Teddy because all you got to do is go, what are you doing? Right? Fact, Teddy I, didn't seem like a particularly challenging thing. I don't know. He had yeah. some emotional moments. Yeah, he had but, some stressed out. He had there's. I think he had about fifty death scenes. Well, there's there's that, but you really got to really got to go go hard on some of those death scenes. I got to do everybody's is like good at a death scene. So good job, Marston. He just you just keel over. I'm just he's a good looking guy, and that's why they have him in that role. You know, he's he's rugged, but he's vulnerable, and you know, he's 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 compassionate but capable. Eh, whatever, you know. Um, but Dolores, she's... Well, I guess the whole point is her name is Dolores, which means sad, and she's sad. So, existence is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about your ball some more. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't feel so good. Why? Because I called you a racist? Yeah, I've been, I've been having... You're not aware of these experiences, but... Um, that's been that's been a rough scene for me yeah. lately. The whole racism thing. Well, and I know that we disagree on it, so it's tough to constantly avoid that subject. Whoa. But I, dude, it, it's it just it it comes in because it's ever to, present. You need everywhere. to contextualize that real quick. The fact that you say we disagree on it because that either makes no, it out I that suspect you that we disagree. That's even on worse, it. dude. You're suggesting that in some way we have. Hey Jason, don't 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 do that. I'm, don't do what? I I I suspect that we disagree. We don't don't fucking level some. I think that's a fair suspicion, dude. Well, in as much as we're two different people, yeah, but I don't think either. No, of us... because we've spoke, we've talked about it a little bit before, and we clearly oh. disagreed. So. Oh, that rage! That, that rage conversation we had. Yeah. Yes. That one. Oh, okay. Well, so my suspicion, I think, has a little bit of evidence that you know, I, it, it's, it, I think it's, I think it's a fair thing, and and that's been tough for me, and I know we have to avoid the, the conversation, at least I do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to assume. I don't that think you're that, av- that avoiding it. I know. I, I if and if, I didn't want to do it on the show, but I can't. You can't avoid it. It's well, your no, own. I'm, I'm a very emotionally activated by it at this point. And you okay. know that. All right, all right. Well, you know that. I, I, know I said we should talk about your balls. Those, those emotionally have activate you. Your balls. Your bulls. Your bulls. B o o l s. No, I just I I thought I could get out of it. But you can't get out of anything. When I am 
what I am, I am, I am, I am up. I am that and is, I, and I am not no longer in a a, a jovial comedy mood. show type of of mood. So and you're, I, I tried to kind of slip back in and distract uh-uh. myself, and I'm too upset to do it. You're too upset now. Okay, are you going to be upset for the next 28 minutes? Do you think there's a no, way? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna not do the show. That's gonna, what I'm gonna do. You're gonna stop talking now. Yes. For the next 28 minutes, or we can or we can hash this out on the show. Oh, you want to actually have the conversation? <sighs> Here, let's let's do this. Let's do this. I think that this is this is absolutely fair to do. Everybody has everybody has a point of view, and everybody's point of view is theirs by right, right? Okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with it, um, and I might think these point of views are destructive or um, have the potential for doing great wrong, but I can't deny that they, that they exist. By saying that, oh, well, you know. You it, would want to stifle them, though, right? Not, well, okay, so here's what I'm you wouldn't at. want me. Well, you wouldn't want to give me a platform for some destructive point of view here. Well, well certainly I podcast, don't want... podcast, would you? I certainly don't want to enable... Um, enable activities that I feel go counter to how I would like the universe to be certain activities being me speaking. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about in general. Okay. What I'm suggesting is that if everybody has a point of view, then you're not, uh, you're not giving those points of views platforms by not engaging in them. Okay. Even though I said we were, I only said that because I thought it was true. But now I don't, right? Okay. And so what I'm getting at is that what? what I'm getting at is is that between you and me, I think specifically, even though we may differ in our points of view, those differences are more interesting at the level of of a sort of a kind of um, uh, facile entertainment, not on a deep fundamental understanding of what we are as human beings. For example, would you say? from a sort of maybe pseudo-sexist point of view, that you're a leg man, a tit man, an ass man. I mean, where do you go? Where's your first go-to? I don't know. How about you? Well, I'm an ass man. Okay. Okay? Now, you might not be an ass man, okay? And so the differences between that are interesting enough for us to get on a podcast and say, I like asses. And you say, well, I really like hips. And I say, well, hips are parts of asses. And you say, no, they're not. And blah, 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 right? We talk about all that stuff, right? But... Mm-hmm. None of that conversation says that being an ass man or being a tit man is fundamentally um, opposed to the other the other point of views trying to contribute. Okay, so even as a person with implicit bias, such as yourself and myself, doesn't doesn't mean we're incapable of attempting to contribute. And we can even better contribute when we have contrasting points of view to bring out those elements that are unique so we can find how they're the same. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so I have nothing... So you're, you're willing to discuss this without worrying yourself about... No. No. How the discussion and how how you lending any sort of legitimacy to my views might be destructive to society. No, no. 
I am not lending legitimacy to your views. I am lending okay. legitimacy to your having views, which is a good and positive thing. And because I have nothing but respect for you, God. like if I saw you, like Joe, if I saw you choking a nun, right? And let's say yeah. it's a male nun, because I don't want to be completely sexist in this episode. If I saw you choking a nun, my first instinct wouldn't be, I got to stop Joe from choking that nun. My first instinct would be, I wonder why that nun needs to be choked out by Joe, right? You have, if we're not about implicit bias, you have my implicit bias. I can't help but give you the benefit of the doubt. So even when you say something I disagree with, and in the moment I'm hot and heavy, and I'm like, you're wrong, and I'm right, blah, blah, blah. When I go away from the conversation, my takeaway is not Joe is wrong. My takeaway is, I hope Joe and I are still friends. See? You see what I'm getting at? So you can yeah, have whatever yeah, point of view you want. I feel the same way. Exactly. Yeah. So so if you feel like we've taken a left turn or right turn or forward turn or however we've turned this this ship in this sea of uh what's a good metaphor for an ocean? This sea of this this sea that's nothing but billions of gallons of water. If you feel we've done that, I apologize because my goal was not to judge you. My goal was to tickle your funny bone. And if your funny bone happens to be down to your ball sack, Joe, I guess I'll scratch it as well. You do a better job than anybody when it comes to cheering me up and being funny, and and that's great. Um, I do come to the show, especially lately. I know you don't; you're not aware of all the things going on in my life. Oh, um, I, have, I have spy. But cameras. when I come to the show, I hope that we can that we can veer away from from you know the topics of of racism and misogyny and. Um, and, but sometimes, and, and, you know, even like the, the rioting that's going on stuff like that, yeah, because yeah. it's a sensitive subject for sure. me and, sure. and you, you know that, you know it, yeah though you can't really successfully stay away from the topics. Well, I could which say is some, weird. I could say <laughs> something about how, uh, I could say, and, that, that, and that's fine, man. Like I don't have I don't have any expectations, but some sometimes I'm like, oh shit. All right, let's. I I, I I attempt to move away from it, even though I'm I'm tempted to dive in, and then, um, but I do I have hopes uh-huh. that I can come for an hour and and just be silly with you uh-huh. and and not continue the discussion of racism, right. which I have a lot. Yeah. No, I, I imagine I, I, in your job, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so much there. I can understand your desire to not have it permeate everything you do, but I, so we're at minute, uh, 30. Well, let me ask so. you this. I'll, to what I'll extent just, do just, you? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. I'll go ahead. <laughs> when you listen back on this, I want you, when you get to this point, cause you will have listened back by now mm-hmm. if you can hear now you will have heard before i want you to go i want you to admit to yourself as you're listening going wait a minute he's been doing he being jason's been doing nothing but bullshit by his own um he's been trying to be stupid for the last 35 minutes <laughs> nothing he said is actually and i couldn't recognize it <laughs> Right, and and the reason why you couldn't recognize it, Joe, is because you are actually more in tune with the destructiveness of um, of all this stuff, whereas I am oblivious to it. You work with it, whereas I'm oblivious, so it's easy for me to goof around like and joke about it. The, I'll just go ahead and say it, and I I've, I have evidence to this. Mm-hmm. The just the concept that 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 the main engine of all human interaction in the United States right now must be white supremacy mm-hmm. is 
is destroying relationships both personal and professional right now. Right. That concept okay. is at the core of a very destructive dynamic. Sure. Um, sure. and and it's it's uh, it's causing all sorts of resentment mm-hmm. and it's having people focus on guilt. It's having people suspicious of themselves in ways that are bad for their mental health. Sure. <laughs> No, it makes and sense. And so, and so, and because I'm faced with it at my job at Taco Bell mm-hmm. um, all the time, and that that I am for very creative and inaccurate reasons, mm-hmm. um, fiction really uh, the the idea that I am a white supremacist. Well, is, okay. is at the forefront that that I am a racist. Well, okay. So what Let's... I would like to do that might clear the air and might help me out a little bit mm-hmm. is for you to explain because you're one of my best friends, Jason. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to explain from your perspective how racism and white supremacy affect your day-to-day behavior. Well, and how how destructive it is in your life through you. Uh, the only way it's destructive, if I can be serious for half a second, <clears throat> sure, me, is um, it reminds me of my complacency because I do not engage with the solutions as much as I have the power to do. I am uh, I am an evoker um, of the privilege on a constant basis, but I'll say this. Um, well, that that's what I that's what I'm really curious about. Yeah. So, do you, I, I want to hear about your privilege. Okay. And how so, you evoke it. Well, that, okay. that's if you don't mind. Yeah. No. No. It's yeah. So okay. Um, consider, if you will, um, a plantation owning, straight up slave owning dude back in the day, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now he's sitting in a rocking chair, and his granddaughter, who, um, she's like three. She has no concept of racism whatsoever. Even if you tried to explain it to her, she wouldn't get it, right? So yeah. she she walks in and she says, Grandpa, will you um will you I don't know will you play dollies with me or something? I don't know. And grandpa's like, sure. So she climbs up on his knee and she hands him two dolls and she goes, Do you want some tea? And he goes, Yes, I want some tea. And she says, Here's your tea. And she's and she giggles and then she goes away, right? That interaction was pure and beautiful, right? Right? Was it? Yeah, all it was it was just a granddad and his granddaughter playing. And if, and if that interaction has something hidden in it that, that you feel is, is part of the conversation, change it with another one. I'm trying to make a point here. I'm not trying to be realistic. Like, So he read her a book about um, a, a dog that ate a flower or something. Whatever, it doesn't but, matter. But, but really, the question is not whether or not racism was part of that human interaction. The question is to what extent. Th- that's what I'm saying. That interaction... For those two, in its without respect to anybody else, who fucking cares? They could have been doing wait, anything. Wait, wait, no, we no, must let, yeah. investigate. No, that. no, no. This is what like, I'm getting at. It's only going to be examined if we examine it, and it's the examination of it where we start to pull in all this stuff, right? Look, I yeah, but the racism I, is there whether you have examined it and uncovered it or not. Uh, well, see, that's arguable. I think, but that's not the point I'm trying that's to make. That's not my argument, but that okay. is the argument. What I'm saying is, okay, let me let me shift the analogy just a little bit. Um, I put on, I've talked about this before, I put on the comedy 
radio and it plays clips from people's comedy albums on like Pandora or whatever. Oh, yeah, we're ta- my question was how does white privilege how, how do you how does that affect your life? Like how does it play through you in a in a in a bad way? Well, this like, isn't a destructive way. So this is only oppressive way. I this is say. an analogy, okay? Yeah, okay. Um but uh whenever I didn't, I didn't catch the the how the analogy the last analogy worked. I might have just missed it, but you're going to try a different analogy. Yeah, yeah. Whenever okay. Louis C. King, Louis C. K. comes on. I click skip, even though okay. I think he he is funny. The thing he's talking about at that particular moment has nothing to do with whacking off in front of reluctant females. The mm-hmm. joke is not about that, which is disgusting, right? Which is disgusting. But I it is. I click off of it. It's like I don't want to listen to him, right? Um, I think Mel Gibson has uh, uh, performed brilliantly and directed brilliantly in several films but i will not watch any of them even Mm -hmm. if he's up there like evoking patriotism and 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 goodness and courage and bravery i won't watch because he's he's a racist jerk right so right and 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 how helpful are these are these efforts well to society jason they limit my ability to do exactly what you want to do on the show. They limit my ability to put that stuff aside and examine a thing as itself, to be right. authentic in the moment. It, it keeps me from doing that. But I think that's okay, at least as I rationalize it, because it also keeps me present in the knowledge of the problem itself so that I don't just dismiss it or ignore it, right? So that's how it affects me. Now, uh, there's also how things like- How is this problem solved? Or, well, as I understand it, it's not to be solved. It is work that will ever need to be done. Well, I think the only thing that you can right? do is honestly constantly is... scrutinize yourself. No, I, I well, yes, but that's to solve is that all the your answer, dude? Well, I think one of the things that you can do in order to solve the problem is admit that you can't solve the problem, but then keep trying anyway. Being willing yeah no <laughs> that really is fucking miserable it, yes that well, is a miserable existence and it is. it's not a good solution to the problem but here's the thing if you... i believe that there is racism and that it is a problem in society however i'm into trying to find solutions that might show some results okay but okay uh, uh, we only got fourteen minutes. I don't know if I want to go down this yeah, track. Yeah, no, but but, uh, but, but uh, and I, why, okay. I just want I just want to ask how how I want to see how how this constant scrutiny of yourself is going to really pay dividends in terms of improving society and reducing suffering I for people that, of color and, think, and for for women. How are you reducing? I I understand it conceptually right. that if you can kind of scrutinize yourself and make your um, your kind of day-to-day thought process less um, uh, kind of insidiously racist and, and misogynist. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I get that. Um, and if maybe if everybody did that, then we could it would be easier to make like good policies. Like what's the what's the what what are our goals like short term and and medium term when it comes to this process? That's my question, I guess. I think that from a philosophical standpoint, 
one could mm-hmm. make a, a sort of a psychological philosophy, if, if, if you will. One could make the point that we are only ever able to be uh, purposeful in bursts, that we also have, have moments of sheer momentum where we intend a thing and whatever its effect is, that effect lasts for a period of time because we are thinking about something else or because the effect goes into other people and therefore we have no more control over it or whatever. That momentum, I think the only thing that we can do is try to better ourselves so that that momentum goes in a direction where we are more uh, content with, right? And so if you get up in the morning and you, and it occurs to you, if I do this, it contributes to the problem, but if I don't, it won't. By not contributing to the problem, Joe, you are helping to solve it. That doesn't mean you need to fix it because I don't think that you or I I have the right to claim an ability to fix it. <laughs> right, right. It's not up to us. We we don't have this white man's burden, right? Right, but that's that's the thing. I I do find that there are ways, and I have proof of this, that I can be really helpful in society. Yeah. And me in constant scrutiny of of my own thoughts and trying to imagine ways that my thoughts might be misogynistic or racist. That's not nearly as productive as other ways I've found to be helpful to other human beings. Ah, let's be clear. In fact, it's it, 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 the the idea of if I am a part of the problem, if I'm not in constant scrutiny of myself, I get the concept, but I think that it's completely it, – it's missing an entire way to have agency in society that is based on love and commonality and focusing on empathy for other people. And trying to find really what's causing them suffering. What, what is it there and how can we, in, a, in an actionable way, reduce the human suffering in, in, its, in a really measurable way? Oh, I think that from and, a... And, and so what, what, I, what I try to do, and I'm, I'm active in my community. I'm, I'm active politically in my community. And, and I know I'm just a Taco Bell manager. But mm-hmm. but I feel that I'm a I'm a responsible community member. Right. Right. Um, I go to um, I go to city council meetings. I go to community forums. Um, I give my input, um, and and I find that policy change, given really robust collaboration and people attempting to understand what they have in common and empathize with one another and then solve problems um, on a little bit larger scale and a more more practical scale, I find that that is a more helpful way to engage. And it, it's, it, it connects people and it, it's, it fosters love and mm-hmm. not division. And when you are constantly scrutinizing yourself and other people about how you might have some you know implicit nefarious intent you're missing out on opportunities since our lives are finite here mm-hmm. um, to cause real to to affect real positive change in collaboration with other people i don't disagree with anything you said okay and that's wonderful in fact it goes to what i was going to say which is i think the best thing that you can do for society sorry about that mm-hmm. i hit my hit my pop shield um the best thing that you can do and i don't mean just you joe but i mean in general is Mm -hmm. 
is try to do good things no matter what that means. And I and I say good, I don't mean to try not to make things better, but do good things. Pick up your child and give him or her a hug. Say something nice yes. to your wife. When when you go to the, through the grocery store and someone says, you know, um, have a nice day, when you genuinely say back to them, hey, you too, you are, fix, you are helping fix things. You are contributing to success. Um, now, someone could say that, oh, yeah, it's really easy to say say that stuff, but let, well, let's see you do something real. It's like, no, no, we each have abilities, and we each have our, 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 our contributions, and we certainly can't let one person claim to represent an entire group of people and tell us that they all have judged us as inadequate. That's oh, not man. I totally agree. So, so if somebody says something you don't like, you have every right, reason, and should say, "Eh, fuck you." And if you feel like, "Well, I can't use that kind of language because that person will interpret me as being anti what they are," then mm-hmm. fine, don't just go somewhere else. Certainly, it's not helpful, in my opinion, to talk about things. Um, we've been we we spend an hour every week or so talking about things, and neither of us would ever say that our show makes things better by talking about them. In fact, our show is best when we don't talk about anything at all, when we just talk, right? When it's not about stuff. So if if somebody's coming to you, Joe, here's my solution. Because we're enjoying our lives. And yeah, that's exactly. Not, that's not in... in that's, that's not by its nature no. some sort of terrible thing. Right, right. Uh, There's, and I hope you don't feel guilty about... No, not at all. Me, no, listen... Uh, because you are distracting yourself from the work of like anti-racism by uh, doing the show. Well, I, certainly, but but again, it's not. I don't have a problem with not being the only person who can solve this. Listen, let me another shitty analogy. Uh, uh, a couple years ago, I mentioned that I do a podcast with someone to someone, and they said, oh, "Really? What's it about?" And I said, "Oh, you don't want to listen to it. It's very." Uh, it's very uh, naughty and misogynistic. Now, I use the word misogynistic in the sense of we talk about boobs and genitals and stuff and, and things that can be construed as, as objectifying women, right? But I shouldn't have used that word because hmm? that word has the connotation of hatred in it. And I don't think that anybody would accuse us of uh, being full of, of vocal hatred for, for women, right? What I should have said is that the show is very ribald and naughty and irreverent and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe at, at worst disrespectful. Now, I've thought about having said this many, many times over the last few mm-hmm. years. I said it and I realized that was not a good thing I said. But what's, what I'm guilty of is assuming that the person I said it to gave a fuck what I was talking about in the first place and still remembers it to this day, which they probably do not. They probably yeah. don't. Okay. So just because you scrutinize yourself doesn't necessarily mean that that what you scrutinize is helping. So why bother scrutinizing it? Do good things. Be a good person. Uh, you know, just park your car between the white lines. And don't and don't spit on the sidewalk. Right. Well, here, here's the thing, though. I do think that a certain amount of, of scrutiny and understanding yourself and your own mechanisms, prejudices included, and trying to open Johari's window and, and understand and try to unearth your biases is a good thing. That's a productive thing. Yeah, for yourself. However, if you it's ruminate a... on it and, and, and you, you prioritize it, you start to hobble yourself to other opportunities to be a good person. 
and you start to interfere with your um, your personal relationships. Right, exactly. That's that's sort of what I was suggesting before with the plantation owner reading his granddaughter a story. That moment can be judged in the context of what he is in general, or we can strip it down and say that was a sweet moment. But whether we call it racist or not, whatever we're doing, all we're doing is pointing something out, and that does not change a goddamn thing. It may make us more right. aware in stuff in general, and we try to do better. Okay, fine. But for the most part, that self-scrutiny is, the, the, the act of scrutiny is what's distracting. It's not that which you're scrutinizing. Okay? And and I take pills so that I don't self-scrutinize too much. And I got to tell you, it's a wonderful thing. And if you don't take these pills, you should probably start. Not you, Joe, well, but in general. Well, I can yeah. tell you the reason why I think anti-racism as a concept is is proving to be in my life more of a destructive concept than a helpful one um even toward its stated goal mm -hmm. um is that i see people um well it, it, let me put it this way i'm I'm, I'm i'm no mental health professional but i've i've been made aware of this concept of cognitive behavioral therapy for psychosis yeah are you familiar with with that yeah i read the wikipedia page okay <laughs> well <laughs> a lot of that work has to do with um if people that as i understand it people that uh suffer from paranoid delusion and um sometimes that's a part of depression because if the if a negative thought process becomes you know ruminative and central then um, that that's a paranoid delusion that is connected to your depression. Mm -hmm. And one way to kind of deactivate that is to s scrutinize yourself is, is actually <laughs> you you find that sometimes paranoia can be fed by an an imaginative scrutiny of oneself where you're you're yeah. interpreting absolutely everything, all of your internal mechanisms emotionally and cognitively right you're interpreting them in in a negative light with an assumption toward malintent or destructiveness and cbtp as they call it mm -hmm. um, helps people with their paranoid delusions because it actually it works to deactivate those assumptions and those ruminations right and i find that anti-racism as a concept um, is bad for people's mental health because they they are encouraged to scrutinize sure, themselves yes. at all time with the assumption that they have been socialized and are and have this inescapable specter of um, oppressive right right agency yes and and so so that's and I and I see it tearing people apart. Right, and and, and I see people tearing themselves apart. Yeah, there's been people that are very close to me that, uh, in grappling with this concept, have had to go to the hospital. Yeah, Th they've had to be admitted, and it's difficult, I think, for these people to to escape from the concept because it, the anti-racism is supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to be a good thing. 
So it's very difficult for them to stop what they've been encouraged to do. Right, right. No, by I, people I they admire. I think that we have thirty seconds left, and then okay. I think that <laughs> the show is fucking hilarious. Let me say, let me let me just boil it as, as much. Let me boil. I'm going to boil something stuff right now. You're a frog in in um, water, and I'm going to slowly boil you, and you're not even going to know because the temperature change will be so gradual. That's what I've been doing for the last hour. I know how that feels. I've been boiling you. Um, uh, I'm so I'm going to boil it down like this. Does scratching your balls feel good? I'm already a lobster, by the way. Yeah. Does scratching your balls feel good? Yes, most of the time. Yeah, scratching your balls feels good, right? Right? Yes. Do people want to watch you scratch your balls? For the most part, no. Right. I think it makes my infant laugh. Even, even, Even if they know it's pleasurable for you and that you're doing it for no other reason... Than to scratch your balls. They're, you're not doing it to show off your balls or your scratching ability. You're just scratching your balls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all that introspection for you. I'm not talking about you this time, not one in general. All that introspection for you is you scratching your balls. Okay. I recognize. I recognize that you scratching your balls is a good thing. And so even if I don't necessarily want to see it, I still want you to scratch your fucking balls. Scratch your balls, Joe. Scratch your balls. I want you to scratch your balls. And and, and we could say, oh, you should have taken a shower, or you should have put some powder on your junk. Or we could say, oh, you should move to, um, you know, Antarctica, where they don't have fungi, ball fungi. We could say all that stuff, and maybe that's all true. But in this moment right now, your balls itch, you should scratch them. And you should not feel guilty for scratching your balls. Oh. Oh. Does that make sense? Not really. Yeah, no, I have no idea what I was talking about. Don't let, don't let, Joe, don't let any one person, don't give them any control over your your brain except for me you can give me control because i got your i got your back but somebody, I'm, I'm doing okay i'm yeah, just someone, uh, if someone says oh well you're a racist you know don't fuck off well and, i mean and that's that's tough for me too because you believe that i'm a racist i believe everybody's a racist joe but i also think everyone's a pervert because i'm a pervert and i don't want to be alone so right. just because i called you a racist that wasn't me judging you that was me hugging it you. is it's a judgment of no, me well okay it certainly is <laughs> It, it certainly is. Yeah, but but it's not me saying, "Hey, here's a problem it's you need to fix." It's an assumption that you know how I operate psychologically on a very deep level. I know how and I, I re- find it. I I find it tough to deal with. I don't. That, that that judgment is harsh, not just on me. And I know that you feel everybody is racist. Um, I, and, I don't and I think feel like that it's you a harsh judgment upon upon everyone. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that you're like. Obviously, I don't think that you are out there trying to be. No, no, you don't. It's, that you don't think of yourself fault, as yeah, really, that they're racist and no. they're not being hateful. I understand no. the concept. All I'm saying and is, I still it's, think it's insidious. I call you racist the same way I call um, a bear hungry, right? Right. Like I, whether the bear is eating the food I gave him or. Um, He's eating. No, you, you you call me racist and everybody else because you feel that that is maybe a primary um, 
dynamic of of all civilization. Racism right is now. Western uh, civilization. Racism is a uh, is a uh, it's a it's at it's a the dis- core of all interactions. It's it's a description of interaction and therefore of relationships and therefore of otherness. And I yes. believe that we live in a hostile, indifferent universe where we are uh, all unconnected to each other, and therefore these interactions are not about uh, evoking a particular ism, like whiteism versus not whiteism. These interactions are about evoking the uh, ego, the the selfish ego against a non-me, you know, like it's me versus not me. And and you can say that's white versus black, or you can say that's man versus woman, or you can say that's um, educated versus not, or you could uh, do whatever you want to. But what's important to remember is that it's still just me. Okay, and I do not represent racism, even though I am racist. I don't represent it. I don't further it. I don't champion it. I don't. I don't. Nor do I drag it down and destroy it, because I am. I'm incapable of doing anything at all ever. And so is everyone else in the whole universe, unless we caught the idea, like we did last week, that um, I am the only thing that exists, and everything else is just a figment of my imagination. Uh, I, I do believe that there are other entities in the universe, and that we share an objective reality, and that That's love is real. That love is, is real. And I don't, I do not support racism. I think racism is a terrible thing, but. I don't know if I'm anti-racist because anti-racist is a very specific term uh, that goes deeper than the statement that I just made. Anyway, it's been a whole lot of fun, and I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what to scream, so I guess I'll just scream, Robin D'Angelo! <laughs> <laughs>